You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Would you consider saying, hey, Kevin, do you want to go to right guard? And, hey, James, do you want to go to center? Well, I think that's still a possibility. Right. I mean, that's, all, that's certainly on the table. I think they prefer to leave him at guard because of – That's where he's done his best work. Yeah. And the poor guy got jerked around in Chicago. That's what like they crazy. did with him, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was changing positions every year in Chicago, so that was – Yeah. You know. But most of us thought of him more of a center than a guard. Well, he was a center in Iowa, yeah. I mean, he was more that's of, what yeah. he was. But he's got – He's You'd thought, love to just leave him at right guard yeah, and say you're the next because Castro, that's the thing know? about him is that you look at him and, and he's got he's got guard size. He's not – you know, centers are typically maybe a little – usually a little bit smaller than – Right. I mean, he'd be guard. a big center, but yeah. wouldn't compromise motion. I think he'd be a very good center. But, yeah. I, you know, I yeah. think you sign him saying, you finally found a home at right guard, you're our right guard. But if your best five are green at left guard and him at center – I'd be open to that. I mean, it, it'll, he'd have to really prove it. Yeah, I mean, the idea guard. is to get your best five on the field, no right. matter who they are. I mean, you're moving a lot of people around. That's the problem Dotson with that, good yeah. at the right guard spot as he was at left guard. I mean, you know, so that needs, yeah. to, be, needs to be proven. And I, I think I might like Mason Cole just a little bit better than you do, Matt. <sighs> Maybe. Um, he's better in protection than he is – you know, he's not going to just blow people off the ball. He's a former tackle that kind of looks like a tackle, but that's good in today's NFL. Yeah. I mean, as much as – I mean, Steelers threw the ball more than just about anybody. And I've said this about him. They would have killed for Mason Cole last year. Yeah. And you and I talked many times in the offseason, and, you know, we didn't really bring up his name, but the better version of B.J. Finney, I think that's him. Yeah. You know, but I don't think he's the long-term answer at seven. No, no, I don't, th- I don't I mean, think, I think so either. At most, he's a one-year starter. But I think he, I think he's he's not Sean Mahan either. No, and he's better than Haas, and he's, yeah. you know, he's better than yeah. the guys. They it's had, a slight you know. upgrade from last yeah. year. I mean, I think he's a placeholder, though. But you're in trouble if we're two mm-hmm. years from now at training camp and he's still holding down the center spot. Exactly. I think then so. Something wrong has four, happened between the other guys. Unless the other four are awesome and he's your weak link and you can help him over <laughs> right. and over. You know what I mean? If those guards are as good as we think and they can hold their own against three techniques, or you know. Um, but if he's your fourth interior lineman, now you're, you're cooking. cooking. A yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, now right. you're now you've got something because he can he can play guard or center. That's the that's the key. Yeah, that's big. Uh, but they've got three guys that can do that. Yeah, right. That, that's kind of the Daniels <laughs> point yeah. we were just talking about. Right. They got a lot of set potential centers. That's the beauty of it. They just uh, you know fix the fix the hole by having three. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not such a bad thing. Well, uh, I mean, I had initially like an interception there by Kenny Pickett. Yeah. He threw one yesterday. Pickett's kind of underwhelming a little bit in the first couple of days, right? Yeah, I you mean, don't want to read kind of, too much into it. Be, you know, I talked to Mike Sullivan today, there, the quarterbacks coach, and 
Uh, he's like, look, we're not grading this thing on a pass by pass. You know, this is this is all about this is all about the body of work. Mm-hmm. You know, so guys are going to have good days. Guys are going to have bad days. Who's the most consistent? Yeah, that's what this is going to be about. This happens at every training camp across across America every year. You'll get a handful of reports. This guy threw three picks in practice. What's really important, and none of us will ever know, is what did the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, Tell coaching staff? Yeah. yeah, like don't don't Kent Graham it and check it down yeah. every play because we don't get better here. Want you to be here. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I want you to throw it. If you throw some picks, that's fine. I want you to figure out what NFL open is and drive the ball in the middle of the field in the danger zone. And if you throw some picks in. Late July in Latrobe, I really don't care one bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like when you when you you're you're in baseball. A baseball team goes to spring training, and the uh, pitchers are wor- working on a changeup or something. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You know, and he's it's not th- their best pitch. He's going to throw seventeen changeups an inning, even if they're getting you know crushed because he's working on the changeup. Yeah, right. You I know. mean, that's what these guys are doing here. They they might have a specific goal for one practice, or you know, we need to get you more aggressive. You we. Kenny, I just want the ball to come out quick. You held the ball a long time at the college level. I want that thing to come out quick. If you're not sure about the read, let it fly. Okay, well, he had three picks today. He, he stinks. No, he's getting better. That's how you learn. <laughs> that's why I'm not I'm not one of these guys who's into charting each throw. And that's, I think that's crazy it's for meaningless. practice. Right. It's meaningless. Especially against air. And, and not only that, but the, the games are going to matter so much more. Right. I mean, if he looks like he belongs in the first preseason game, that's much more important to me because – He's going to be asked to do different things in the live game than he is out here. Absolutely. And the other part, like Mike Tomlin will kind of go these guys a little bit with some stuff. Like he was calling uh, Dwayne Haskins check down last year. Because yeah, you're not getting any better out because here. Because you want him, down, right. he, and he does that to kind of, you know, goad them into, hey, throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, we, right. we know you can check the ball down. Right, right, right. You know, it's, it's all about, the, hey, we want to see you make some plays. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's what you're out here doing, especially – I know everyone you have to prove to make the team, but Kenny Pickett's making the team. You know, right, he, right, right. He's not. I mean, if you're it's different, if you're the ninth or tenth offensive lineman, or you know, the fifth safety trying to just not screw <laughs> up. You know, but get out here and be better and develop into a starting quarterback someday. Yeah, and I, I think let's talk about Mason Rudolph here real quick. All right, um, there seems to be a large portion of the fan base who just wants to see them get rid of Mason Rudolph. Just because. For nothing. Just, just because. Just cut him. Just cut him, him if you cut want him, to. Cut him, trade yeah. him for What's he still doing on this team? Right. right, right, right. Do you not remember the 2019 season? Right. When They're they, light years ahead of that. When right they now. played three quarterbacks that yeah. year, Mason Rudolph and, and Doc Hodges were both getting their first start. Well, they, but they drafted Chris Olaticon. Okay, so here's what you want then. You want, you want Mitch Trubisky as the starter, Kenny or Kenny Pickett, either one. Mm-hmm. Then you want the other guy being – the number two, and you want Chris Oladikon, who's getting absolutely no work here to be the number <laughs> no, he's three. Not even doing he hasn't right. thrown a pass yet. In <laughs> I haven't right. seen him throw. <laughs> right, and he won't. And he won't. So, first of all, I think say what you want about Mason Rudolph. If you guys listen and don't love him, I understand that, and I don't love him either. I was a player, but I think he's better than the 2019 version of Mason Rudolph. Is everyone going to at least yeah. concede that? Absolutely. You know, so if disaster happens, you're in better shape than you were that year when you went 8-8 eight and eight with him and a lesser quarterback than that and Duck Hodges. And look around the league. Like, the Browns got nothing for Baker Mayfield despite eating yeah. up his contract. I mean, the, the Panthers aren't going to get a thing for Sam Darnold after trading for Mayfield. 
the, the Niners are going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. I think right. that's a certainty at this point. And those guys are all NFL – well, Darnold isn't, but they're all they're starting NFL quarterbacks. So are you going to dump Mason Rudolph for a future seventh? You know, like what good's that Just do because. You? Just because. Because yeah. they don't want to see him around anymore. Because I can't stand looking at your <laughs> stupid face anymore. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I mean, he has value. If they played a game today, he'd be active as the number two. Right. Well, I was, was just going to say, I hate to break it to all those people, but he might run out of the tunnel with that number two jersey on on opening day against the Bengals as the number two quarterback. Right. While Kenny still tries In to fact, get ready. The, the odds favor that. That he would be that guy. I mean, if I were going right to if be. I were going to put odds down in Vegas, who's the number? Who's the Steelers' number two quarterback week one against the Bengals? It's going to be Kenny. It's going to it's going to be Mason Rudolph. And, and I, it's not because oh they hate Rudolph. It's because if your your backup quarterback's job is if number one gets hurt, yeah, who can get you out of the game right, and right. keep you competitive? Yeah. You and know? that's why I understand it. Like, yeah, I, I right, would right. not blame them to do that early in the season, especially. But there is also part of me that wants Kenny, if he's not going to start, which I don't think he is, mm-hmm. to have the helmet, get out there on warm-ups on game day, go through you know the routine of being a quarterback right. on an NFL game day instead of being up in a booth, being in sweatpants. Well, I'm sure he'll, he'll probably be on the sideline next, sweatpants, to, next to Mike on, Sullivan yeah. or yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Break it down on the iPad whenever they're Yeah, you, you sit there and you listen, and, and every time they have a huddle on the sidelines, he's going to be there. Okay, oh, here's yeah. what you're he's seeing. He's got a headset on. With you're still learning stuff. And, you know, right. Yeah. And by no means are we saying they're one in seven after eight weeks, and Mitch Trubisky's a disaster. That Rudolph's going to be the start of the second half of the season. They would hand it the pick. <laughs> right, they would know? give it the pick. Right, or right. if 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 something happened and Trubisky were going to miss a month, that's a different story. You might give the ball to, to pick it in right. that situation. Say, okay, here we go. Run with it. But when you have to prepare for one game and pick who's active and who's not, it's going to be Rudolph. It's going to be Rudolph because he gives you the best chance to just mm-hmm. get you in and out. He knows the offense. He's been in the offense now uh, for a few years. He's been with Matt Canada now. This is his third year with Matt Canada. So, yeah, he has a much better understanding. So there's something to that. And, and as we talked about before, Matt, um, if he when he goes, let's say he's, he's not going to come back here next year. Right. I would okay. imagine that's not going to happen. Yeah. But he'll go somewhere and sign a you know one year four million dollar deal or something like that to be a, to be the backup pick equation. Yeah, right. You're gonna get better than this, what you get in trade for him yeah. right now. Now, if you, when you when you sign somebody else, that cancels that that comp pick out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not that big. You know, no, you want guys to leave and sign contracts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what you, how it's how it's built. You know, let's let's say for example, and I'm just gonna use this as an example. They don't re-sign Deontay Johnson, and he becomes a free agent next year, and. You know, he signs a, a $25 million contract with mm-hmm. somebody. Well, you don't want you you signing two or three $4 million guys to cancel that out, the <laughs> right, third-round right, comp right, pick right, that you're right. going to knock that comp pick down to a sixth-round pick mm-hmm. because you you signed too many guys. Well, if Mason Rudolph goes somewhere else and signs, that helps that. No, it's, yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's the addition column, you know, in terms of picks. and. They may sign more than they lose because they're going they to have They're going to have money, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that might not it might not account for anything. But you definitely want guys leaving. Bud Dupree was a good Steeler, but him signing elsewhere helped the Steelers as well. Yeah, you got the fourth-round pick for it. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, that turns up being a cheap labor guy for four years. That ends up being Calvin Austin, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> and is Bud Dupree a better football player than Calvin Austin? Yes, I'm sure. But whatever Austin's making, which is nothing for the next four years, versus Bud, it is a $20 million cap hit. Well, I'd rather have Austin. Right. So that's that's the reality of the situation. And, and, and so, um, you know, it, it's – I, it's a, it's it's not that big of a deal, folks. Like when you go to some of these national sites, ESPN, NFL.com, whatever, 
a common thing right now is, you know, uh, training camp battles. So I think there's a chance. I'm not saying it's a 0% chance. The picket is so unbelievable. They think he has to start week one. This is a special player. I always use the Russell Wilson comparison because they went out and signed Flynn. Oh, who massive was contract. Massive there, contract. Yeah. You know, he was not – he was a backup to Rodgers. But he was going to be the – when, when Seattle camp opened, Russell Wilson's, you know, rookie year, Flynn was the starter. Mm-hmm. And could Pickett have be a Russell Wilson-like phenom that he has to see the field? Sure. But I think really if there's – and I think competition is the wrong word. But if Kenny can supplant Rudolph for the two, that's a success. Right. You know right. What I mean? That's where the battle's taking yeah. place here. And I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. Yeah. I, th- I think that's – I mean, again, you've only got three preseason games. You've only got so many practices with which to do this stuff. Uh, and people have to remember that the plan with Ben Roethlisberger – in 2004, right. was for him to be the number three. He was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Batch right, gets right, hurt. Right, what was right. it like? Two weeks before the season, Batch goes yeah. down, and so yeah. And I then mean, Tom now Maddox all of a sudden, goes down in the yeah. game. It's, now you got to get him ready. But it's definitely a player by player, you know, situation. Like I'm sure all of, everyone's been asked, is it better for a quarterback to sit right away or to start? Well, I think it depends on the player. Yeah. But deep down, I think it's better to sit at least for a while. And the good teams, the stable teams, the coaches that aren't on the hot seat can actually do it. You right. Know? The Chiefs trade up for Mahomes, play him week 17, knowing that his day is coming. And in a way, you flush a year of you know having a cheap first-round quarterback. But it, so many of these guys, Blake Bortles, I mean, they go to terrible teams, and then they're one and four, and the coach is worried and has to throw them in. It's what happened to Mitch Trubisky in a way, too. You know, like – Sitting is not a failure for Pickett this year. No, in fact, he just completed the pass here. A nice little rollout to his left. Uh, He does a nice job, and this is something Mike Sullivan talked about, uh, of squaring his shoulders up. Rolling left. Rolling to his left. That's hard. And being accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sullivan said, he says, there are lots of guys that can run and and get out on the edge and do those kind of things. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, Mayfield does it to the right, not yeah. the left. You know, right. He said but Kenny has really shown that he can go left uh, and get the shoulder square and make an accurate throw. So that's something that they really like about him. The little I've seen for practice, but more even for mini camps and things when we were right there, they're definitely – that's part of the playbook. These yeah. quarterbacks, you know, designed rollouts to the left. And that helps your offensive line too. Without question. And there's a lot of offenses that just don't do that. You know, yeah. if you're that right defensive end, that'll – you know, that, that's not something you're always used to. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of the quarterback rollout definitely evident, and a lot of the pre-snap motion has just been oh, so yeah. overwhelming. I don't think I've seen a snap where there wasn't at least one pre-snap motion. Yeah, somebody's moving happens. somewhere yeah. every every time, and a lot of the times it's two people. It's double. Said, motion. You mentioned that yesterday, Tom. You're like, oh, we got a deep ball here. We got a deep ball. That was well out of, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah. It looked like you hauled it in, right? Uh, yeah, that was that's uh, Tyler Vaughn's too. The, the uh, okay. Uh, now we're going to special teams. So, all right. I see Boz uh, trotting, trotting out onto the field. Um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, um, I think it was like one special team segment yesterday too. Yeah, that was the thing. Danny Danny Smith got shorted on that because of the mm-hmm. short practice. So it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting how this quarterback situation is going to play out uh, throughout this camp, and obviously that's going to be what everybody writes about. But. The charting of oh, this guy was four for four for eight for th- thirty-eight yeah. yards. Well, first of all, you don't know what the yardage is going to be. Like everybody was talking <laughs> about, yeah, 
everybody's talking about the Calvin Austin catch yesterday. And, you know, it, it was a, he caught a bubble screen and he took it for a touchdown. They're not tackling. <laughs> They're not tackling. Right? Yeah. 50-yard touchdown. Last Every year time. everyone was talking about, boy, Najee Harris is ripping off 60-yard runs. Well, once he gets past the line of scrimmage, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's bringing it down. Yeah, they're not yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody's just let him go because he's right. supposed to run to the end zone. That's right. what, you know, it's, it's all about conditioning. They want to create that muscle memory as well. Right. Like, the, but. like on that Austin play, if he was quick to – Accelerate or you know get his get squared and get a field and not well, that's dance. what I, that's what I saw that kind yeah. of stuff is great yeah. but the fact that he took it sixty as opposed to twenty is just because nobody's tackling <laughs> yeah right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways we're gonna have a special guest tomorrow Matt I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send this one out here now Bert Loughton's gonna join us tomorrow ah very nice I know when Bert has joined us in the past we've gotten mad crazy props on twitter and stuff everybody loves bert okay bert's so, a good dude yeah we're gonna talk about the, the training camp and uh, of course saturday they announced the uh hall of honor class oh fine i didn't realize that too that'd be a good discussion it's kind of a big deal it is a big so, deal um yeah all that's coming up uh in the next couple of days here but we're, we're going to continue our coverage here live from st vincent college as the steelers complete uh, practice number two adjacent to us here uh on the uh the the turf field at St. Vincent College. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. That's Tom Opperman. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson and Tom Opperman. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, you sent uh, me a thing here that Mike Sando did on The Athletic uh, with the quarterback tiers. Yeah, yeah. That's his uh, big home run thing he does every year, going back to his ESPN days. Yeah, he's got him ranked uh, 1 through 35. So he has 35 uh quarterbacks on here more now, than the ranking there is tiers though yeah I mean, that that's a big deal the way they define it and he asked 50 different nfl people you know including quarterback coaches defense coordinators and and i've heard mike on a lot of uh podcasts i've talked to him about it over the years he's really refined his process and he's narrowed it down to who he thinks are the 50 most qualified nfl people so it's not just some random tight end coach or defensive end coach or whatever. I mean, it really invested people that he trusts. And he asked everyone to rank quarterback one, two, three, or four. You know, and five is really a non-starter. There's only one five on the list. You know? Yeah. Um, and the tier five guy is Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. With Which the, is a pure backup. Yeah. Yeah, that's who he is. I mean, for – for SNR purposes, there's not a lot to discuss Steeler wise. You know, well, let's, let's get to Ben's not so, on the list, and Trubisky is, but there's not any real new yeah. Trubisky news. You know, so at 35 is Geno Smith. At 34 is Drew Locke. That's who the Seahawks. Seattle's going to have a hell of a time at quarterback. That's what they got. <laughs> yeah, and he is a his tier is, is four. So they, mm-hmm. the, the the voters think that Drew Locke's just a little bit better than Geno Smith, and I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, and a lot of the fours are Justin Fields. Like Pat Mahomes was a four after his rookie mm-hmm. year. There are a lot of them are incomplete grades. Yeah. Trey Lance is a four, or you know Locke at least has more to go off of than those cases. So. 
that's not exactly a ringing endorsement for him that, oh, we have a lot of hope for him, we just haven't seen any. It's right. We don't think he's very good either. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky comes in at 33. His voting average is 4.16, so he almost made it on the Tier 3. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, here's what they, they said. Uh, one uh, defensive coach said, I can't say he's a legitimate starter. There's going to be pressure because they have a first-round quarterback. Can Mitch rise above that, ignore that, focus on the future, and get the job done? Or will he resort back to having the doubt, especially after an interception or something bad happened? Does he maintain his composure, or do the dominoes continue to fall? That's a huge question for the Steelers in this camp. Yeah, I mean, many people have told me, and it sounds like this was the case, that a year ago, Trubisky could have went to several different teams and at least fought for a starting job. But he chose to take a step back and go to what I think is an elite organization in Buffalo as a clear to a non-threat to the starter in Josh Allen at all, realizing... I need to take stock of myself. I need to get better at things. I need to take a step back before I can take five steps forward. So I assume his several or many weaknesses, including this situation, are exactly what he spent the last year doing. So I still think he's a very much an unknown. Yeah, another uh, coach said this was a an offensive coach. That just goes to show if you're not a jerk, you can get resurrected by relaxing for a year <laughs> and letting the rest of the crummy quarterbacks be crummy. Although I, I, wow. he has crummy in yeah, it might different, different word that, there. Yeah, yeah, so I'm assuming Mike may have picked that word. Uh, yeah. yeah, he might have changed that just to clean it up for a family uh, publication uh, so that you can look good and then they'll circle back to you. Um, I guess there's some truth to that. I mean, yeah. if you're a, if Zach Wilson washes out with the Jets two years from now, go be Aaron Rodgers' backup for a year and your stock doesn't go down. Here's the final thing a defensive coach said about him. We played him a couple of times in Chicago, so it's an NFC mm-hmm. coach, uh, and he struggled. He threw into a lot of coverages. They ran some of that Kansas City gimmicky stuff, but when it came down to it, he didn't see the pressures very well. He did not diagnose his, he didn't not diagnose defenses very well at all. Well, let's not forget that Mitch Trubisky, in his rookie season in Chicago, um had started 12 games in college. Oh, I think that was a huge problem. I mean, yeah. one-year starter, this was Dwayne Haskins' problem, yeah. too. A one-year starter in the college level, there's a big reason Bill Parcells wanted nothing to do with those guys, you know. and uh, He kept going with Vinny Testaverde. Right, right, those yeah. type of guys. I mean, and then he got thrust into a bad situation. You could make the argument, well, if Mitch was better, he would have started more games in college, maybe. You know, was he a one-year wonder at college? But the guy ahead of him um, was a draftable player that was, you know, entrenched and noticeably older than Trubisky. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to bench him, you know, in that situation. So It's almost a Joe Flacco uh, situation at Pitt. Right, right, right. He comes in, Tyler Palco's established. Joe's more talented. But pa- Palco's, your, Palco's your, your leader yeah. in the clubhouse, and, and so you continue to start Palco even though Flacco's more talented. Right, right, right. You know, so, um, again, these this isn't making excuses for Trubisky's first five years in the league. This is facts. I mean, this, yeah. this is the things that happened and diagnose all these different things. But are they being too tough on him? I mean, yes. again, he's 29 and 21 <laughs> yes, as a starter. Yes, they are. Yeah. Especially when you look at some of the guys, and I know you said it's more of a tiering than a ranking. Mm-hmm. When you look at some of the guys that landed in front of him, like, do you really think that Mitch is worse than Sam Darnold right now? 
I don't think anybody's worse than Sandor. <laughs> right? right? Like, how is he 32? Like, if you just want to talk numbers or any advanced metric or any stat or any number or EPA or anything that is a quarterback indicator, <laughs> Sam Darnold's 32nd in the league year after year after year. There's I mean, a track record He's there. by right. far the worst every year. And like, I get it. So, I think a lot of guys probably looked at that because Trubisky didn't play last year. Right, Maybe. and they said, "Well, we can't. I can't give him. A, I can't give him a three. He would have played better than Sam. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we know? don't know. Right? You know, right. he threw eight passes last year. You know, at thirty-one is Marcus Mariota. Well, there's another guy that how didn't play his, last year. How is his yeah. track record any different than? I think it's very similar. Yeah, you know, they're very he took similar. A step back as a clear number two as yeah. well, and he know? did it for two years. He was a second overall pick as well. I don't know that he's had more success than Mitch. I think if you look at the numbers, Close. they would suggest not. Yeah, right. I mean, right. He, he took the Bears to the playoffs twice. He, yeah. You know, he he went to a Pro Bowl. Mariota's not done any of that stuff. I mean, I don't have any problem. They're, are they right next to each other? He's at thirty-one. So I mean, they should probably be right next to each other. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. So Dar- Darnold is thirty-two. Mariota's thirty-one. Daniel Jones is thirty. It's another guy I think I'd put Mitch in front of. I actually have hope for Daniel. Really? Jones. Really? Because he's had. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a tier two guy next year or anything like that. But I'm excited to see Dayball. Like Mitch could have went there, though. He could have. Yeah, and, and Dayball wanted him. Dayball wanted him for right. a reason. For a reason, right? I mean, people he know he him be well because be he might be better than Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, then at 29 is is here's here's the thing. Okay, so Trey Lance is at 29. Do right. we know enough about Trey Lance that he we could? Say I don't know that. how you rank him. Yeah, you know, I I don't know where you'd put him. That's all potential base. Right, right, right. I mean, he started two games last year, played in four others, and he threw 71 passes. So those 71 passes, he had thrown, what was it, Matt, 250 passes in college? Something, something along like that. Lines. Didn't play his whole senior year. Yeah, so he, right. in the last six years, he's thrown 320 passes in games. And we're going to say that he's mm-hmm. number 20. I, I don't know that. I mean, I guess if I'm a GM and I'm impartial and I had a really high grade on Lance coming out of school and it was more recent than Trubisky – I might give him a slightly better grade, but I don't know how you can say. I don't know where you put Lance on a list if I had to actually rank him. You know, total incomplete grade. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Um, at, at 28 is Zach Wilson. Can we really put Zach Wilson ahead of Mitch Trubisky? If anyone was worse than Darnold last year, it was Zach Wilson. It was Wilson. Zach Wilson, right. 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 I mean, that doesn't mean he's a terrible player right. or can't redeem himself, but he was a terrible player. He was a terrible player. He was. Yeah, so I, I look at that and I'm like, okay. Uh, this next guy's the killer, though. Okay, this I'm, gonna, next I'm guy. scrolling up here. Davis Mills. I, now, I, I think we might like Davis Mills a little bit more than you, Tom. Yeah? Yeah. Why, I'm a, why but that it's still a large, sway me? It's still a largely incomplete grade, but he played well down the stretch. There was a stretch. No one just noticed because it was In the second to. half mm-hmm. of the season. In the second half of last season, he was probably the best rookie quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and for the okay. whole year, I think he was only behind Mac. Yeah. And I mean, nobody noticed because he was doing it for Houston. Right. right. They were terrible. But right. what's interesting about, and, and you'll probably like this, Tom, is the Sando comments are, yeah, he's really good for a third-round pick. Yeah. Uh, boy, he might be a really nice story for a third-round pick. <laughs> so, so if he would have been the second pick in the draft, would people be as as glowing about Would they be him? like, wow, they might have hit somebody here. Yeah. I mean, right. I think they might have. I think he might be this version of Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. And I don't mean like a potential Hall of Famer, but as a mid-round pick that okay. ends up starting, you know. He was like the top recruit in the country coming out of school. Yeah, he was And he's had time. a lot of injury yeah. issues at the college level. And he had as bad a situation as Zach Wilson last year. It's strange, though, that 
the or two, Lawrence for that matter. The two guys who had the most success in success is relative for a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm, right. But the two guys who had the most success for as rookie quarterbacks last year were the pocket passers. I was going to say that too. They were the worst athletes, the most game manager-ish, yeah. you know, which everyone says Pickett is. Right. You know, they weren't the superb athletes with the big upside. It could be the next Lamar or Josh Allen. You know, those guys all struggled. Uh, 26 is Tua. We talked about him Tua a little bit yesterday, enough, yeah, but... not being Tua believers. I wouldn't trade Trubisky for Tua. I wouldn't either. I, I would I'd rather. T- I mean, I feel like, I feel like two is an uh, unknown. Now. I wouldn't. I think I know who he is, and I don't think it's good enough. The only guy that we've listed so far that I would even consider it, and I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, might be Trey Lance. I would trade him for Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. And even though that's that's some there's some unknown there, mm-hmm. obviously, but you know you do see the athletic yeah, upside. Right. The ceiling is, and so I'm high. sure we're going to say Fields any minute now too. Yeah, I mean, Fields is on I the list next. I would. I, I mean, I I I had Fields number two. Yeah, I would do that. And there were times last year I thought he might be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. like you said with Tua yesterday, Matt. There's nothing that guy does like extremely well. Right. Like, there's right. no like superpower that you point to. Like no. wow, that guy can thread the needle, or yeah. wow, he can just rocket a ball into any coverage. He there's has nothing. C plus size, C plus you know uh, twitchiness, C plus arm strength, C plus athleticism. And, and what I was shocked on the Tua thing is there's a quote in there which is not what I expected at all. Is they said something along the lines of the other Alabama guys, and they're talking about Mac Jones. Yeah are more competitive and tougher. You wow. know, like, I, I didn't ex- see that one coming on Tua. Yeah. Justin Fields is at 25. Jameis Winston's at 24. I thought Winston played extremely well last year. I wouldn't have hated seeing nothing. him be the guy that came here instead of Mitch. We talked about this 8,000 times yeah. going leading up into free agency, and I had them ranked Winston, Mitch, and then a big gap to Mariota. So – that was the same approach. I mean, the Steelers took the approach that Dale and I had talked about a lot. I just thought Winston had a pretty darn good year last year. You know, and could be a... 14 touchdowns to three interceptions yeah, before he right, got hurt. Right. Like, that's a great, that's great ratio. And they were definitely on track to make the playoffs with him mm-hmm. as Remember the receivers in New Orleans last year, yeah. too? I mean, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas just came back. So. <laughs> right. I mean, they were a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields is the last of his Tier 4 guys. He had some flashes. Jameis Winston so is Winston the first. Snuck into three. He's the first of the tier three mm, guys. Okay. I think Winston will be higher than that. I'm not even saying he's going to be a two. But when I we're think... sitting here next year at this time, are we talking about a Steelers quarterback being in tier three? Yeah, that's what they need. That's a, I mean, I think you would take that. Yeah. If you, if we said next July, when Mike's article comes out, the Steelers will have a tier three quarterback. I think you would all say. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, that, yeah. Means, that means the arrows pointing yeah. up in either one of their ca- yeah. careers. Yeah, and they're ascending. Yeah, I think you take that. Uh, 20... And what's their record if they get tier three quarterback play? If they get tier three quarterback play, they win nine or ten games. Yes, I think so too. I'd say so. If they get yeah, flirt with that. And that's seven, it, that's if the defense is just takes a, a step forward. For, if the defense gets back to tw- like say twenty nineteen level, mm-hmm. where they're third in the league in scoring defense. And, you know, again, leading the league in sacks and doing all yeah. that. Like, they get a chance to yeah. make some noise. I mean, a huge injury year would derail all that conversation. Yes. But that goes without saying in this sport. Or if Boswell all of a sudden can't make a kick or something yeah. goofy like that, of, of course. But Or, they, they, you know, they lose a lot of one-point games somehow or whatever. But, no, I mean, if you get Tier 3 quarterback play, they'll be hard to beat. They'll be in a lot of they'll games. They'll be in a lot of games, yeah. absolutely. 23 is Trevor Lawrence. He's a tier three guy. 
one note on Lawrence that shocked me with the quotes were some people questioned him as a thrower. You know, like everyone just assumes elite prospect, superstar. But some of these guys said he's not as natural a thrower as everybody seems to think. But I'm a belie- I mean, I'm a huge believer. Yeah, I'm still a believer, too. Yeah. I, I also like the quote, you know, it's hard to judge them with the talent that was down there and, of course, the situation. Mm-hmm. But it is true, like, Burrow didn't exactly walk into the most talented room when he came oh. to Cincinnati, and you yeah. could still tell right. this dude's got it. Like the guy said, I think he said this guy's the effing guy. Can't see that with Lawrence yet. But, point. again, I mean, After that was the one. worst head coach maybe in NFL history that right. he was dealing with. And I actually went back and watched some coaches' tape you know, during the downtime of the Jags. No one got open. Guys <laughs> ran the wrong route all the time. They had receivers running into each other. So the rookie quarterback had to be like Peyton Manning out there, telling everyone where to go and managing the clock. And, you know, pre-snap you'd see Lawrence telling these goofball receivers – get up on the line of scrimmage or your splits are wrong or, you know, like, come on. I Which mean, is, I guess, glass half full. That's a good sign, right? That part like, I think yeah, he has. He's got the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. mentals. Yeah, 100%. How about this one? At 22 is Jared Goff. Ooh. Is he a Tier 3 guy at this I don't point? know about that. But I do think the Lions are going to be better this I think, year. I think the Steelers I can get better quarterback play than Jared Goff this year. I think so, too. I would not take – Door number one, if it's Jared Goff, I wouldn't either. Like, okay, okay, your quarterback plays as well as Jared Goff played last year. No thanks. No thanks. I want better than that. He just turns down. We've talked about this a million times on the air the last couple of years, Dale. The, the, the there's no stat for the throw you should attempt that you don't. Goff is always high on that list. Of, yeah. I'm not gonna. Well, let's put it this way: when this. the Steelers played the Lions last year, they refused to throw the football in the second half. Third and eight. On, yeah, <laughs> third and twelve. Right, you know, their they hand is off the Swift. Continue to running right. running the football because they didn't didn't trust him. At at uh, twenty, there's a tie: Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Hmm. One's going one way, one's going the other. Yeah. I bet they were in much different spots last year. Oh, they were. There's no doubt. I think Hurts was like thirtieth last. Uh, year. Before last year, uh, Wentz had a grade of two point nine four. Now he's at three point three six. So things have kind of yeah. changed on him. And Hurts going into last year. Was a three point nine eight, and he is, he wasn't a full year starter after yeah. last year. He was now a he's a three point three six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going opposite directions. It's funny they were teammates. Nineteen's Baker Mayfield. Would you rather Wentz or Baker? <sighs> Neither's the answer. <laughs> Neither's the answer. But I think <laughs> I'd rather have Wentz. I think hmm. he's more talented. He's more talented. I've seen more. I've seen more stretches of better play out of Wentz than I have from Baker. I think, I mean, I don't know them as human beings, but I don't know that either one of their personalities are for me. Yeah. As terms of my team leader, you know, face of the franchise type guy. And I do remember Sando was talking about this article, and he basically said what the league has become is if you're a Tier 1 guy, you're thrilled. If you're a Tier 2 team, you're pretty happy. But if you're Tier 3 or below, basically they're trying to replace you. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? 18's Mac Jones, though. He's in See, tier I three. worry he's a lifetime that tier three. That might be where he's at. Yeah, yeah, that might be him. That might be what he is. I think he's arrived. I think, you know, of that entire rookie class, he's the one that I would say I'll bet every dollar I have as a starter five years from now. But probably is the least chance of being a pro bowler. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or being, a, you know, a, a tier two guy or tier one guy. At 17 is Ryan Tannehill. But descending. But descending. He yeah. is going down. That whole team worries me. Yeah, that just that playoff performance last year. Misery. Four interceptions. Right. Just you want to talk about choking? 
Jimmy G is, is 16. If Derrick Henry's not Jim Brown, the Titans have a problem. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Jimmy G's at 16. So that begs the question, if we can all concede that Jimmy's, I don't know, 15 to 18, shouldn't 10 teams be interested in him? Right. <laughs> Especially should. if he gets The market cut. should be really huge. <laughs> a lot of the teams that are on this list below this have young quarterbacks or are potentially going to be in a position to draft a young quarterback mm-hmm. next year. Right. You know, but, like, the reason they're cutting him, not because they dislike him or he's a distraction, but they want to tell the world this is Trey's team. They don't want guys in the locker room looking back and forth when Lance has a tough yeah. game. Yeah, Why which don't he we will. turn to Jimmy. Yeah. You know. I so, think it's a scary situation in San Francisco. I, I do, too. So maybe the Jets or Texans wouldn't want to do that either. But he's better than what teams are playing with. Yeah. It's it's interesting when you read Trey Lance's write-up that Sando did here. Other people were saying that they hoped that they would make the switch last year. And this one guy quoted saying it would be like his early Christmas present if they got rid of Jimmy so that that way he mm. can't play for them and they make Trey be your guy. And that's a coach who plays the Niners. Like, wow. But, it's just, so, but Jimmy being at 16 just goes to show you as well you don't need elite, elite quarterback play. They made the AF, or NFC Championship game last year with Jimmy as their quarterback. Yeah, but he doesn't solve problems. He doesn't, it, you know, but what I'm saying wrong, is you don't need fix it. one of these right. top ten guys to be a good football team. Two out no, of the last three no, NFC right. Championship games, Two right? of the last three he's been in. Right. I mean, even Tannehill was the number one seed last year. Right, yeah. right. And he yeah. wasn't playing well. And these are 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. You know, Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. But it has been a long time and. Since one of those guys won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, you know, when you outduel, yeah. you know, anyone that watched Chiefs Bills playoff game, Jimmy ain't doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why golf's not in L.A. anymore. Yeah, well, and we know who the final fifteen are there. That's that's no big surprise. Mm-hmm. But I think the Steelers can at least get if they can get into that conversation. You know, where where okay, Mac Jones jumps onto the list right away as number eighteen, right. Like you could Pick get, it could be that guy. You get that kind of level of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's, it's it's elite elite quarterback play and be a good football team. You mentioned the top fifteen. I think there's like thirteen guys and Kyler Murray and there, there's eleven stars in my league, in my yeah. opinion. With either if you want to put Dak at ten or Lamar at ten and the other ones at eleven, and then I think Kyler and Carr are twelve and thirteen, whatever order you want. But from 14 down, it's not that unattainable for Pickett or Trubisky or even Zach Wilson or whomever. You know, guys yeah, I mean, that four, stories 14's are Matt Ryan. Right. And he's a descending player. Yeah. That's I tier mean, two. 14 and below, to me, those spots are not set in stone at all. I mean, and a lot of those guys won't be the answer. Yeah. We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. That's Tom Offerman. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. Uh, we will be back with more on The Drive right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. Not only are you getting myself, Dale Lally, and Matt Williamson today, but you're also getting Tom Offerman. Bonus unbelievable prize. bonus coverage just here. unbelievable stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh the Steelers just wrapping up their practice here uh some guys over there still getting some work and things of that nature uh but the main part of practice is now done uh, reporters over there waiting for Mike Tomlin to come over and uh give his thoughts on today's mm-hmm. uh, session and they they avoided the monsoon for the they most did part, the though. day has Boy, completely it changed <laughs> right 
it, there's blue sky all around us. The sun is out. Um, you know, they, they actually even uncovered the, the, the grass field during practice. Uh, it, it's now, that tells me that the rain is done for the evening because mm-hmm. otherwise they would have left the, the, the uh, cover on the field. So I assume they'll be there tomorrow. And tomorrow plan, also, right? I would assume, will be a, more than a two-hour session. Yeah, might get back to might get back to okay. Now it's time right. to, to to really get a dive into a, a a full training camp session before then. Saturday the pads coming on. Yeah, I was I was thinking tomorrow was Saturday, but it, I would imagine Saturday they're already assuming, all running together, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I would imagine Saturday this will be hopping. I mean, unless yeah. the weather's awful for whatever reason, but I think the turnout will be incredible, and the product will be really fun to watch too. Yeah, it should be um, for for those who can see it. So. Uh, if you come out here, um, yeah, don't forget that you do need effort. you do need to go to Steelers.com and get tickets uh, for the event. They are asking that you have a ticket for the event. Uh, they don't cost anything, mm-hmm. so even free though, tickets. yeah, even though the, you need a ticket, uh, they are free. So go ahead to Steelers.com and get those. Uh, go ahead and take care of that and get your butt out here. Uh, that's, that's all kinds of stuff to see, do, uh, experience. Um, it, it, you know, it's always a great atmosphere. Watching yeah. some uh, players now walking past us here as uh, Marcus Allen and Ulysses Gilbert make their way over to the uh, to the uh, carts over here to go up the hill, saying hello to people. Um, what do we make of that inside linebacker position? Like, no one ever talks about Buddy Johnson. Yeah, you know, and and Gilbert even. And do you have any take on those guys, Tom? I mean, I thought Buddy Johnson was tracking well last year yeah. until he got hurt at the end of the, he got his workload increased a little bit and then he got hurt so you really couldn't see anything toward, down the stretch but I they think he's got he's got good pedigree I mean he's right. played in the SEC so I mean he's he's definitely knows you know high level intense football mm-hmm. he was I, a team captain I think yeah, and smart what, and one of the leader in tackles at A&M so I mean I, yeah yeah I, yeah, I had really, really high hopes for Gilbert one year ago, last camp. And now it's kind of physical. I, I mean, I guess, but I'm not sure he did anything really wrong. But he just made so many preseason plays. I thought that might be on the horizon for him. As well, he was diamond in the rough. He was in the top five in, in the league in special teams tackles right, last right. year. Which so is he's an inside track. Which yeah, which team. can be a, a a precursor. Like if you do well on special teams, oftentimes. Well, you're active on game day. That's yeah. rule number one. And then you start. get you uh, you know that turns into an opportunity to play on defense. And then you either sink or swim with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody was uh, we were talking last night, uh, and somebody brought up Anthony Madison, great special teams player, oh, great right, gunner. Right, right. Uh, but then he had to play in the defense. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, and that wasn't the same. Well, it's a little bit different for an, a linebacker, absolutely as a cornerback. Uh, my my take on the backups are. I know what Robert Spillane is, and he's fine, and he's useful, and he can get you out of a game and all that stuff, and he's played. But I would really like to see Gilbert or Johnson, I guess Allen's in that mold too, of clearly being ahead of Spillane on the depth chart. Because yeah. then you got a little bit of options and fallback plans if Bush doesn't work out or isn't back next year. You know, I'd like to see those guys ascend. Hey, to your point, I think Buddy Johnson's that guy. More likely yes. at this yeah. point. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a fourth round draft pick. They 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 have some mm-hmm. investment there in him. Yeah, and I you know Marcus Allen was a five. That and was they used a seventh on a on a linebacker yeah. this year. Mark too, Robinson, he, right, he right. just walked by us as well. So they've got it's a it's a interesting deep room mm-hmm. because obviously you know you also still have Miles Jack and Devin Bush there yeah. as well. I mean, they've got a lot of bodies there of guys that they've spent draft picks on. It's a good improve. preseason position too, like running back. 
Yeah. You know, or you're going to get a lot of chances to get tackles. Free agent and, because the other team's yeah. going to run the football, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I you mean, just want to get in and out of these games. You want to get a look at your offensive line, your backup offensive lineman, run blocking and things of that nature. So you see more running in the preseason than you typically see. Like, I'd love to see Buddy Johnson lead the team in tackles in the preseason, yeah. have a pick and another big play. You know, yeah. and that's what he should be doing now. It also know? reminds me of the O-line as far as there's so many people that, you know, have a chance to make a statement here, mm-hmm. and they're all so young. I mean, Miles yeah, Jack's right, right. the only one that's – or Spillane while, and yeah. Jack are 26. Yeah. Those are the 26. two oldest linebackers. Yeah, and they're the old guys. Right? right? right. I mean, then Bush is 24, Allen's 25, Buddy, Buddy John's 23. Yeah. I mean, there's a point. ton of youth in that. So if you can hit on one, two of those guys, you're going to have a decade yeah. worth of solid linebacker play. Mm-hmm. So hopefully one of these guys yeah, see can one. just hit. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I think that's the best way of looking at it. Is they got three or four guys. If one of them can be uh, even a borderline starter, and like even if it's Jack, uh, well, you yeah, still yeah. have like right, seven right. years of him potentially being pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, twenty-six years old. Yeah, I know people are, are concerned about that that knee issue. I haven't heard any of the coaching staff here have any concerns about it yet. I mean, mm-hmm. he is still just twenty-six years old. Yeah, yeah. That's something that maybe at thirty-five. It's a little bit yeah. different, but, mm-hmm. you know. His longevity might not be there. Yeah. He should be able to shake that off. I'm pretty sure he's that. a guy, that, at least in his Jacksonville career, that is has taken his share of Wednesday practices off and stuff, too, to, you know, to maintain that. Like, it's not going away. Yeah. But, you know, he's played with it at a pretty high level at this, you know, all along. Yeah, and I expect him to be better this year than he was last year in Jacksonville. That, mess, that was a mess in Jacksonville last year. Mess. And, you know, you uh, – People look at the uh, pro football focus grades like, well, he, he, he graded out really badly. Right, right. Well, don't you take I all that with a grain of salt? I'm, right. I could, I always go back to I remember when they signed uh, the uh, nickel corner the one year. This was when pro football focus just started, and the nickel corner was uh, the kid from Houston. They signed him, um, Bryce McCain. Or Bryce something McCain. Like that? Okay, Bryce yeah. McCain was the guy. He was he was pro football focus's lowest rated cornerback. <laughs> The previous years, so it's a bad sign. So when 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 they signed him, all the Steeler, all, a bunch of Steeler fans looked at that Pro Football Focus grade and said, "Oh my God, they just signed the worst cornerback in the league." <laughs> Two years later, when Bryce McCain left, what are we going to do without Bryce McCain? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, he's a serviceable player. Yeah, yeah, he deserves snaps and he gets them, but he's not going to wow you. Yeah. yeah. So, but I expect more than more from Jack than that. Oh, I do too. Right. Yeah, I, I think they absolutely. do too. But if he's a disaster. Him and Bush could be gone. I yeah, mean, absolutely. That's they're not essentially a one year tied to those one guys. year deal with an option for the next. Right. Or if his knee's really bad or whatever, they'll just move on from him and get somebody else. I mean, absolutely. If that's the case and they have to move on from him, then you gotta think this is way ahead of things, but you've gotta think that they lean towards that in their first pick next year again. Which Maybe. stinks that you're already back there just after picking Bush in the top ten. But or whoever the best linebacker on the market yeah. is. That's true, it's a yeah. whole new world, right? Yeah. So much cap space. You gotta start thinking that way. You could go get the twenty five year old coming off his first contract that's a star already. Instead of trying to groom one, you know, yeah, you're James Daniels are the inside linebackers, right? Right, right, something <laughs> right. like that. We're gonna take another break, that's gonna do it for hour two. We'll be back with hour three here. He is Tom Offerman, that's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, live from St. Vincent College as the Steelers just completed practice number two of training camp 2022. It's in the books. We'll be back with more right after this. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. 
The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.